You are listening to Working File, a podcast about design practice and its relationship with the world. My name is Andy Mangold. And I'm Maurice Cherry, filling in for Matt McInerney. This episode is all about design cities, and it was organized entirely by Maurice. What makes cities good for designers, and what cities are best in terms of working, living, and playing? You trying to move, Maurice? You know, that's a good question. You'll have to listen to the episode to find out. It's called a teaser. <laughs> So, hello, everybody. We've got uh, three new contributors here uh, today. We're going to be talking about uh, design cities, creative cities, what makes a city good for a designer, what makes a good design city, creative city. We're going to talk about, you know, what that actually means. Does it mean places that have the best work, places with the most opportunities, with great resources, with the most education? So we're talking to people that are in Three separate locations here, so um, if everyone wants to kind of introduce themselves, uh, Jamal, you started off. All right, my name is Jamal Collins. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I'm a designer. I uh, have 17 years of experience. Um, uh, the industry wasn't too uh, going good for me, so I had landed into a, a kind of an uncomfortable role of a teaching role that's really not my trade. Um started taking off in a leadership role with that. I started a program teaching at-risk youth graphic design, but not only graphic design, the principles of graphic design, I, I saw that they needed more than that. So I kind of talked to them about entrepreneurship, social responsibility. I get into creating a lot of content with the guys. Um, so I use the term designer because I'm doing video, audio. I'm raising a lot of awareness. Um, I've got some local attention um, on the news and the paper a couple times. Also got some national attention at The Guardian. Um, so I do a lot of like exposure. I take them on creative field trips and just really try to do as much as I can with the youth. I travel around to like seven, eight locations. I'm in the housing projects. I'm all over the place. I'm in the suburbs. So just really trying to spread the word on, you know, getting these guys used to the creative field and giving them some exposure to this stuff. Kim, how about you? Yes, um, my name is Kim Green. I'm with uh, KG Creative, and I am based in Bozeman, Montana. Um, been graphic designing for about 18 years now. Kind of started in print production at the school paper in Colorado, and recently moved to Bozeman probably about 10 years ago um, in a new adventure, uh, lifestyle choice, I think. And kind of just been bouncing out of freelance and agency jobs here and there, just depending on where the work is. So it's, it's been interesting. And I've, you know, seen a lot. So it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that kind of gives me the, that's what I do. All right. And Richard? Uh, hi, my name is Richard Wade Morgan. And I run and operate Studio Wade, which is an independent brand and design consultancy here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm just a simple farm boy, delightfully hell-bent on using design as a force for change. Nice. So everyone is kind of, uh, starting off with Richard, actually he was who I got the idea to kind of do this episode from. We were at an uh, AIGA Studio Owners Roundtable meeting, and uh, the topic of Design Cities kind of just briefly came up as it relates to kind of freelancing and design commerce. And it sounds like everyone has... Uh, 
some experience with how it's been for them locally. Uh, so, you know, let's let's touch on that. What is kind of uh, your local market look like for designers that might be looking for work? Yeah. Uh, well, in Atlanta, I can personally attest to that there are a lot of experienced folks, uh, plus a lot of a heavy amount of student population uh, intermingling. So it's a lot of very experienced people versus a lot of junior experienced uh, people because Atlanta is really a a transit city. It's sort of a transit hub and a lot of talent will come for a few years and then leave and they go to New York for a bigger experience or San Francisco. And it's, it's really an interesting divide, but uh, with, we have a lot of portfolio schools here. We have SCAD portfolio center, creative circus, and all the local universities just pump out such great design talent. And oftentimes they choose to go to some big challenges and, New York and all over the place, but it's, uh, I've been finding after about two years freelancing here, uh, my first year was a bunch of in-house stuff. It was going through a few agencies, uh, just doing anything from pitch work to just production design before finally finding what my little market was I wanted to exist in. And that was, uh, nonprofit and brand design and just helping people make their community be a, a better place. And it's it's really just been touch and go, learning as you go kind of thing, and it's it, it's kind of interesting. A, a lot of designers that I know that are freelance here in Atlanta, they they sort of have like an entrepreneurial spirit. So it's it's kind of a weird <laughs> be a Renaissance person practicing, and it, it's kind of outside the normal bounds of graphic design. Like my, my friend Sarah, who Sarah Lawrence, she she does all sorts of community engagement. And also does just branding, production, and advertising for small businesses to big startup companies. And it, she just does the most diverse amount of work I've ever seen. And you can't really pin her down for a style or a speciality. So it, it's, it's quite interesting. It, it's, a, it's a big melting pot here in Atlanta for both experience and for business that I've found. I agree with that. I mean, I'm here in, a, in Atlanta as well. And there certainly is that big mix of students and experienced people. Um, we've also got like a lot of Fortune 500 companies here. So you can't have people that will just kind of stay in one in-house production kind of uh, a track. You've got agencies here, you know, JWT, BBDO. You've got a lot of smaller local agencies. And then, of course, you know, the entrepreneurs, the people that have own studios and things so you can really kind of carve out a niche here but i find that you know when it comes to work because there's so many people uh it's it's difficult in terms of finding the right kind of work like i feel like there's a lot of grunt work yes but you know kind of finding (laughs) like finding the right work that can sustain you uh can kind of be a challenge uh kim you're in montana which i don't think we really hear from at all in design conversations. Um, but I, so I'm super curious to hear about what it's like out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good question, actually, because I had uh, moved from Denver. So I got to see a little bit of the city and then um, Bozeman. Um, it, it is a, well, there's a university here, an art school. MSU has a, a wonderful art school. So we see a lot of the, you know, new designers um, in the market. So it's a very flooded um, market with young designers, which is great. Um, they have a lot of good energy. Um, there are, I would say, less experienced designers here. Um, and it's it's just a very competitive market. <laughs> um, there's plenty of work, but I do see um, 
maybe un- undervalued a little bit. Um, a lot of people are willing to work for free. Um, so it's, it's a tricky place. It's, you know, and, and it's kind of like what was mentioned just a minute ago where um, it's, it's a lot of the smaller jobs. There's not a ton of like the consistent work, which is challenging, which, you know, is why since being here, I've kind of bounced between agency work, um, you know, and employment and then going back to freelance and just trying to figure it out. And I think um, when I speak with other designers from the area, it's, it's very similar. Um, we kind of have each other's back. It's a small community. Um, we don't have uh, AIGA or any of the big, you know, well-known communities here. So it's it's hard, I think. I don't know, oh. It helps a little bit. But, um, yeah, there's definitely work. <laughs> and, and now, Jamal, you kind of had to, you know, like – you know, like uh, like I have as well, kind of had to carve out your own place after it sort of seemed like the market wasn't really that conducive to kind of work somewhere on a full-time basis. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Uh, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm a little older, so i kind of seen the industry change. Um, I graduated in 97, and there was a lot of work. I worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers. I worked there for 10 years, and uh, brand guidelines came down from New York, and next thing I know, they was outsourcing stuff to India, which was cool for them. Uh, they kind of made the branding guidelines, uh, cookie-cutter packaging, and kind of put me out of work eventually. Um, the field is kind of dominantly white male. It's not a lot of black designers working in the field as well. And I think as a community-wise, I think a lot of the designers and creatives are kind of spread out. So one of my goals is trying to get people together to come together to to, to, to bring some awareness of what's going on. There's some designers over here, some photographers over there. Um, a lot of things that I was seeing was just kind of like repetitive jobs, like someone else was just seeing, like just the same companies, a lot of uh, high turnaround jobs. Um, so I had to, like, like you said, I had to do something outside my comfort zone. I started consulting. So I do a lot of, you know, one-on-one consulting. I do photography gigs. Uh, personal branding, so I push heavy on the social networks, analytics, LinkedIn. Um, I have a vlog on uh, YouTube, so I'm doing a vlog every Saturday. Um, what happened was, you know, I'm, I'm really not no different than you know your your ordinary educator. But what I do is I bring a, a camera inside my classroom, so you can actually see uh, me interact with my class. You can see the content that I'm giving them. You can see the morals and the values outside of just the design work. So that's kind of where I kind of differentiate myself from other people. So, you know, being, I just work around the clock actually because I'm, you know, editing video. This takes eight hours. I got to record. I'm taking kids on field trips. So this is part of what it is now. So this is one of the key things that I'm telling the youth now is that you can't rely on a resume and bullet points. You got to have some type of content. They got to see your bullet points, either that's audio, podcast like this, video, or a blog and some writing. So Now, based on where you are, and this is, this is kind of a question for everyone, do you feel supported as a designer? Like, do you feel like there's a, a community that you can tap into when you need it? Now I do, yes, but, uh, you know, I had to, I, I, I do a lot of legwork, so I'm, I'm, I'm constantly at art shows, I'm constantly at photography gigs, you know, I have relationships with architects now, um, I'm at the art museum, um, I know people who do programming, so um, 
uh, a lot of nonprofit because I work with the nonprofit sector. So, you know, and, and being in the paper and being in the news, now it's kind of easy for me to form these relationships. I'm bringing kids to design conferences. No one's doing this. So I'm bringing kids uh-huh. from the inner city to weapons of mass creation to see guys like me give keynotes. I'm bringing these guys, and I'm talking about these guys on stage. So I'm kind of opening up the discussion. Like I had a, I was on, I don't know if you guys are probably familiar with Adventures in Design with Mark Bricky. I was on there yeah. the question he was at I did a podcast with him last year on weapons of mass creation on the stage and he was kind of asking me well what can we do to help you know and I would just want to open up this avenue so designers like us can jump into this mentorship role and go down and bring these guys along because I want to give a shout out to two guys that that I've been mentoring real closely they 14 year old photographers and their work is amazing so, you know, I got growing up people like on my Instagram, like we want to hang out with the two 14 year olds. So I want, <laughs> you know, I want people to be able to give these guys, you know, that, that mentorship that, that I ain't had. A lot of the, you know, I've been doing some keynotes lately about design and social change. And the thing is, is that what drives me the most is that I didn't have a mentorship. So I had to find my, you know, I had to find my own way through college, my own way through PricewaterhouseCoopers. I didn't have nobody no partners or no managers, no senior accountants coming and helping and guide me along the way on what's practical, what's not practical. You should do this, you should do that. You know, I'm just shooting a resume into a black hole waiting on somebody to come, you know, respond to that. And I think those days is long behind. Kim, how about you? Um, it's, that's a great question, actually. Um, I think it depends on where you are in your career. So for students, I would say, or younger, you know, entry-level designers, just definitely Montana State University is probably the biggest support for students um, as a community just because they have such a great program here. Um, some of the instructors, I, I volunteer over there and do portfolio reviews, but they really have a great program with um, getting students involved with internships and then setting them up for a career um, there beyond. Um, however, for like senior designers or, you know, more in-house design or agencies and stuff like that, it's really just a matter of networking and finding designers. Um, it, that's the only way I know to find them here. Um, I have a group of probably about five designers that are all about equal, you know, and we, we get together and talk shop and, and that's been great. And, um, it, it's almost a lifeline. It's kind of cool to, to, um, connect with them, hear what their struggles are, who they're working with, which is, funny in such a small pot because you know <laughs> that yeah you're um you're competing against them too so um yeah and richard i know you're you're pretty well connected here in atlanta yeah it um i i completely empathize with jamal uh when when i first started it it was really hard uh i i will say that about five years ago atlanta's design scene wasn't as welcoming and completely open as it is now i'm i'm, I'm proud and happy to say it has really changed and you know, like all the schools are connected agencies talk to each other it, everyone in the industry just is just more easily connected. everyone's friends on instagram now that works at different places and uh it it's a lot more open uh when, when i first came to atlanta uh it, it i struggled so much just sending my resume to places cold calling people and i really just didn't know how to communicate and it was really difficult but uh, the AIGA chapter here was doing a few events every now and then, and uh, my, my friend Bora Shehu and I, who she's in New York now, uh, we we both looked at each other and said, we 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 have to engage, and if there's no community that we can find, 
we need to make the community. We need to try as hard as we can to just get people to engage with each other. Uh, and, and then you can share experiences. So we, we started a happy hour program and we, we both went to the University of Georgia, uh, go dogs, and we, we knew how to have a good time. So we said, all right, well, let's pick a bar or whoever wants to open their studio. We'll bring some beers and let, let's, let's just talk and chat and, you know, get, get people, whether you're a designer or not, just come out and talk creative shop. Uh, but it, it does a good thing to get people out of their studios and out of their homes. You know, don't just grind at the end of the day. Go meet up with a few of your creative friends and, uh, you, you know, engage because it keeps you it keeps you in the loop. It, it does really good for your career. Uh, I love that Jamal said he was in touch with like architects and video production people. At, and I've found exactly that same sentiment. I, I, <laughs> it's really funny to say, but I, I don't feel like a graphic designer at, at all. I, I feel like a, a generalist. I, I write for a local arts publication and that came out of just networking and some like my editor Laura trusting me saying you're really passionate about this you should write and I said no I'm crap at writing you don't you don't want to read my stuff but it little things like that give you opportunity and I I think uh going going to what what was said about Montana State like absolutely student communities uh should engage and do engage really well with their students and uh it it's a responsibility but what Jamal was saying, too, on us as professionals to take time out of our days to make that effort, uh, pull people in or arrange stuff and, you know, give some two cents in and you'll get you'll get tenfold back from the community. You just got to got to try. Sure, you won't get it right the first chance. You know, you may fall down 10 times in a row with nobody going to an event, but eventually somebody will answer that uh, Facebook event and you'll have a good time and you, you'll get a rich communal experience out of it and then you will begin to see the creative community around you whether they're designers or not i think that's important once you see five people in a circle chatting about oh my god that new development is either really cool or total crap or something or something relevant to the city uh yeah and this was another question for for everyone what do you think kind of makes a city good for designers this is a question that i see a lot on design forums and things people are thinking about moving to another place or visiting another place and they want to know how is it good for designers of course there's a lot of different factors that can go into that but you know for each of you when you think about what makes a, a city good for designers uh what do you take into consideration i could jump in and say i would say the community you know i'm still trying to I'm, 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 I'm kind of connecting to Columbus because Columbus is like two hours away and they started um, two guys that are good friends of mine named Marshall and Corey. Um, they started their own design conference. Uh, so this is a design conference started with people of color and because they felt that it was a need that they wasn't seeing the other design conferences. And they're kind of closely based to Ohio State. So I'm trying to, you know, connect Cleveland with Columbus and Cincinnati and, you know, just just have a collective of people having these type of discussions, these type of podcasts and seeing if there's some opportunities available. Um, I've been working with like a lot of the nonprofits and really giving guys like awareness to say, like, well, it may not be a job, but you can create one or you should create some content. Um, I actually had an opportunity to work with 
uh, Digital C and CMHA, and I've been teaching senior citizens how to use the internet through this agenda. I mean, through this agenda called Connected Unconnected, and it's the same spiel I give the 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 youth as you know, let them know that they can you know have a shot. Um, what they did was with an apartment complex, they gave them high-speed internet, and if they complete the program, four sessions, they give them a free computer. So I was kind of talking to them about, you know, um, any any uh, jobs they wanted to start or any careers they wanted to get into, just kind of talking to them, like creating some content up around their interests. And, you know, so I don't know if I answered the question, but... No, you did. I mean, it, it sounds like awareness is kind of when when you think of a design city, that's really what uh, what factors in whether or not, I guess, the city as a whole is aware of kind of design culture or design programs or things like that. Yeah, I think I think because I, I can speak highly for the, the education because I'm with the youth in the inner city. They really don't know anything about the kind of the old status quo of just go to school. They don't know anything about creating content, they don't know about monetizing a YouTube channel, they don't know about design videos, these guys got iPhones, um, the parents, because I'm bringing in uh, top illustrators, like you said, I'm able to make some phone calls now, so I'm bringing in top illustrators who own companies, guys coming in and talking to these guys, I'm trying to get the parents involved, I'm trying to get these guys to ask for the right stuff, stop asking for Xboxes and tennis shoes, start asking for IMAX, drones, cameras, start your channel, come to this conference. So it's a lot of work that's involved in this because, you know, <clears throat> these guys are like 14, 15. When I let them know that they can start something now, I think we had a beautiful time as a designer because I can create so much content. Like, I do my own video, I do my own marketing. It's no middleman. So I don't need nobody to help me with my marketing, my video, my website. So I feel like that you should be able to set up they WordPress, they should be able to fly drones, they should know about 3D printing. I mean, even the senior citizens, everybody should know about all of this stuff, but, you know, I ain't going to talk too long. <laughs> Anyone else want to jump in? You know, I, I'd like to second that community. Um, community That, to me, is like number one by far, um, having that community of graphic designers and resources and, and a collaboration, if you will, um, amongst designers, because I think it strengthens the industry as a whole. Um you know, and then also in the consumer's eye or our client's eye that we are united kind of as one. So um, that being probably my number one, um, and then maybe continued education education and resources um, being the second um, and kind of what I would look for and I, I think it's important. Absolutely. I, I would completely agree to what Kim and Jamal said. Uh, I, I would like to add as well that uh, – and, and it may have been just from a few years of just knowing and looking at what businesses are popping up versus failing. I think if you look at your business scene and how much growth economically has been happening, like uh, Atlanta has the Atlanta Business Chronicle, and I I don't follow it. I am totally not a business person, <laughs> not endorsing that. But I it I Atlanta has been growing rapidly for about 10 years, and that's been a good sign to me that there's possibility there. And the entrepreneur in me tells me, okay, you need to find some networking event or go find a way to get in here and sell these people design. Um, and I think design's really hard to sell in the South um, because it's, it's not as common in the culture as in the Northeast or the West Coast. Uh, 
and and also hungry people like people that are really really trying to make something happen whether it's a small project or i i've seen it in the restaurant industry here in atlanta uh, atlanta is a top five five food city and all these young chefs are just kicking all sorts of ass like putting all their savings in op- into opening these incredible concept restaurants and they utilize designers to make their message possible and it, it's all stamped over the city and uh, I think as well if, if you look into the the if there's a strong business sector plus a strong arts community and Atlanta has both of those and in the middle of that uh, is where designers can exist um, and they can do anything uh, as designers we, we have the great privilege of being able to jump in and out of many roles we're very nimble and I yeah I think all of those factors uh, make a city good for designers but also like a potentially good city for designers now we're all in you know different locations Richard and I here in Atlanta uh, Jamal's in Cleveland Kim is in Bozeman if someone were interested in moving to your city and I mean I know we've kind of given these reasons as to what makes a good design city but if someone were interested in moving to where you are what would you tell them to kind of draw them in? Like if they want to come and set up as a designer, what are the, the kind of pros and cons of where you're at? I would say, I'll start off. I would say the pros are uh, people have to be willing to get out their comfort zone and come out and meet people. That's the, that's the missing piece. Cause I just was kind of just relying on my work history and my big names of the companies I work for to try to land me a job. And I wasn't enough. So it's all about building relationships from, that's just that's just it, point blank, building relationships, and you, then you become, you can come in recommended. I can make a phone call, here's an opportunity over here, take a look at this person, because every time I go out, somebody's introducing me to somebody new um, that's doing some, some cool work, and you get a lot of inspiration from that, too. Um, so like I said, like I'm not just with designers, I'm with architects, um, these nonprofits doing cool things, um, finding new guys and just helping, you know, lead the way. So I would say definitely say that. Um, I would not rule out, you know, creating some, creating your own thing, starting your own company, and just trying to crush it from there. Um, I, you know, I would say coming out here, um, just like you said, network, get involved in the community, um, connect with other designers. You know, when I first moved here, and I'm still trying to fit into this uh, region a little bit, but um, you know, just feeling comfortable to email some of the agencies, take them to lunch, um, get to know them. It is a very small, tight group here, and they're very friendly. You just have to get in. Um, and you talk to them, and, and you all of a sudden realize how small it is, and, and you're accepted. So then, you know, there's tons of work. Um, there's always work. I think in any area, there's work. There's small businesses, there's work. Um, and it's just a matter of getting in there, building those relationships, establishing trust with, you know, people around you. And, and it becoming a resource, I think. And, um, yeah. I, I agree with Kim. Uh, exactly. Becoming a resource, uh, something that somebody can use uh, to build those relationships with people other than just, you know, design agencies. Sure, that's, that's a wonderful place to hit the ground running. And it, it's definitely, like, guaranteed, like, you know the work. It's, it's not like you're going to pitch um, a giant law firm which is incredibly intimidating and i did it one time and i don't want to do it again uh, <laughs> and it if, if you bring if you bring your passion especially to a city like atlanta the community will eat it up i will say that 
even though Atlanta is quickly becoming a little more financially expensive and uh, the cost of living here is going up every year, uh, this city is so warm to new concepts. Uh, we, we have a program here called Living Walls, and Monica Campana runs it, and it, it, it beautifies the city with murals and brings in local and international artists uh, to come and just paint our city over. And it went away for a year or two, and she went to go be the director of mural arts program in Philadelphia, and she brought it back this year and moved it to the Buford Highway area in the northeastern corner of Atlanta, where our big immigrant community is. And uh, it it blew up. Everyone embraced it uh, again. Uh, people people had thought it never left. And so, if you make a lasting mark in a city like Atlanta, and, and you know that community's there, if you make a mark or if you try something, people will be responsive to it. So you literally just have to try it. You know think really hard and well about your idea and make, you know toss it around to a few friends, get some crit, uh, but you just put it out there and spread it as much as you can through your network, like Jamal was saying. Have any of you ever wanted to move? Let me jump in. I was trying to move to Atlanta, actually. This was, uh, oh. yeah, I was still at PricewaterhouseCoopers, so this was like right before the real estate bubble hit. So this was like in 2000. Uh. Yeah. This was like in 2006. Um, I was working at PricewaterhouseCoopers. I had just newly got married. Um, me and my wife had a one-year-old. She was going to Cleveland State, so I didn't want to uproot her. So I wanted to be suave about getting a job in Atlanta. I had a, it's a crazy story, but I had a knee injury from playing basketball, and I knew I could go out on a short-term disability at the accounting firm. So I did. So in between scheduling my surgery and therapy, I was flying, catching buses, and driving back and forth to Atlanta. The thing was that um, I was I was I fudged my resume and said that I was working at PricewaterhouseCoopers in Atlanta. The thing was I was getting more interviews and more bites at the time from Atlanta than I was in Cleveland. I wasn't getting anything, but in Atlanta, I was scheduling almost like three interviews a week. So I had a cousin that lived down there, but I never landed anything, and I just didn't want to uproot my family, and I ended up finding a job here, which was cool, but the economy started tanking, and I was only at those jobs like less than a year at two companies. So I was like, I was with a big cable company called, I was with Time Warner Cable. I wasn't even there, even there long enough to go to the Christmas party. They, was giving, they, was, they did a bunch of hiring, and they did a bunch of firing. So, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't come. So. Now, <laughs> and now, Kim, you moved to Bozeman, you know, from Montana, so something, I guess. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Actually, it was my husband's job that we, we moved here, so it was, um, okay. I, had to, I had to look up where it was. But, you know, it, it um, I think people here move here for the lifestyle. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful place, and, um, you know, it probably wouldn't have been a top pick for design, but having, you know, now that I'm into the community and I've gotten involved in the school, the local school, um, I kind of fell in love with it. You know, it's, it's like this, uh, uh, you know, you, you just, the more people, you know, the more comfortable it gets. Um, sure. I've thought about moving. I mean, um, I've never actually lived in a quote unquote design city, like, you know, San Francisco or New York. Um, but I think with that comes, um, you know, I, I mean, that, that's a big step, <laughs> you know, so, um, it's always there, you know, but, um, right now it just, everything seems to be good and, and, you know, I like my clients and that's, that's a good place to be. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I went to UGA in Athens, and I, I just kind of landed in Atlanta with a, uh, a, a last-minute phone call job that I, I called so many people after I graduated that was in Atlanta, and luckily something at CNN stuck, and I've, I've been here ever since, and I, I've had definitely a lot of strong feelings of wanting to move, um, and, and that came from I don't know, just being young and hungry, and uh, I, I was really trudged down in a few places, and I, I hadn't really developed my own personal design working mind yet, and uh, and, and especially as, as, a, as a queer person in the South, I definitely have always wanted to leave and try living in another part of the country. Uh, I'm, I'm from right outside Savannah, Georgia, originally, so there, there's this push-pull uh, tendency with me, but I, I, I don't see myself moving anytime soon. I mean, my boyfriend's family is here, and uh, they're, they're up in Charlotte, and uh, it, it, it's, it's Atlanta... It's kind of like, I can't remember who said it, but if, if you really love a city, you will hate it absolutely to its bone half the time you're there. <laughs> and my friend Sarah Lawrence, I, I think she put it best when she said, God damn, I love this city. It, you will hate it, but you will also love it. And I, the community that I have found here, there, I, 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 I found it. It, it feels like home, and I... I don't think I want to leave, but if something comes up, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go to the mountains in Montana. Hi, Kim. Uh, I'd like to come <laughs> visit. Uh, uh, hey, Jamal, I'd like to come to Cleveland. I'd, I'd like to see different parts of the country design-wise. Uh, yeah, but it's... Yeah, I've, I've had those urges. Go to New York, go to Frisco, go to Chicago, go to Austin. Uh, it, it's there. I, I just have an insatiable wanderlust, and that, that's just me being young and stupid, so I... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it feels like once you put down roots somewhere, it does make it, you know, harder to to kind of just pick up and leave if it's for an opportunity or something. Uh, I know that I, I <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that about Atlanta, because I have definitely wanted to move several <laughs> times, especially, especially in my 20s. I was like, uh, like in my 20s, approaching my third, approaching 30, I was really like actively, ardently looking to move to New York. Like I had talked yeah. to a broker. I had flown up there and looked at apartments. Like I was really like, I'm going to make it happen. But then nice. this was also maybe like the first year or two that I had, uh, I had my studio. And, you know, one of the advantages of being here in Atlanta is the cost of living. And I don't know if I would have been able to keep my studio as it is right now for as long as I have in Absolutely. any other city but Atlanta because of kind of that mix of, cost of living and opportunities and education and and all this sort of stuff but there is always that kind of part in the back of my mind that's like what if I like was just in New York for a month what would it be like or what if what, what if I was just in San Francisco for a month to kind of see mm. what the kind of just see what the opportunities are but you know I, I've had that love-hate relationship with Atlanta. I feel like now it's certainly veering. I think the older I get, it's veering more towards I, I really like being here. I mean, the weather, for what it's worth, even though the weather's been kind of weird this year, but the weather, <laughs> the cost of living, I'm fairly close to home. I'm from Alabama. So it all kind of works out in my favor. But, you know, I think with anyone that has a business or if you're a designer and you're just trying to kind of find your your place – it, it, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of, you know, dig out what that niche is going to be, especially if you are kind of more of a generalist or or something like that, you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's what kind of attracted me to Atlanta because it's the same cost of living that's up here in the Midwest. So, you know, the weather is probably, you know, you don't get the snow and all of that stuff. So that's why I was kind of attracted to Atlanta. Plus, I was getting more, um, I was getting more traction when I was looking at the time. So, Is there a city, I mean, Jamal, you mentioned uh, Atlanta. Is there a city any of you would like to kind of just try your hand at if you were a designer, you know, doing what you do? Yes. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> uh, let's see, Seattle. Probably, uh, yep, over there. And I, I don't know why. I just it's close. <laughs> you know, a lot of designers go over there, and it just there seems to be more bigger companies. Some of the agencies I've worked with in town that are successful work with big companies there. So that's probably what why that came up. I mean, ideally, I don't really have one in mind, but I would love to just be super minimalistic and be able to like flow between two if possible. So I got two bags, like you know, my two carry-ons with computer, laptop, and be able to move, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so more like an Uber, Airbnb type, you know. <laughs> so. I, I like that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've i really been sold recently on uh, Minneapolis and Chicago. Uh, my, my best friend went to grad school at U of Iowa and graduated recently, and he he just had such good things to say about the Midwest and everyone tells me about the Midwest and how awesome it is. And everyone's friendly as hell. And I'm like, man, I just need to, I just need to go be a Midwestern person, Chicago, Minneapolis, Kansas city, I, Cleveland, Columbus. Uh, I, that's where I would, I would really try. Like maybe I'll go on vacation there. I'm, I need to save some money. I might do a little round trip and do that. You should <laughs> maybe come up to, uh, we got a big conference weapons of mass creation. That's in September. Columbus has a cool uh, design conference called CCF. That's Creative Control Fest. That's in mm. August. Um, so check check those out. Absolutely. I can vouch for weapons of masturbation fest. It's really good too. I yeah, I think I heard uh, a few people in Atlanta talk about that, and that's a uh, yeah, a few Mailchimp people, I think, and that that gives me that gives me some good good thoughts too. I'm actually I'm actually going to give a keynote on Creative South this year. So. Oh, welcome! Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was I was supposed to do it last year. I don't know if you guys remember, but a crazy storm hit the Midwest and kind of uh, it was like a, a trickle down effect, and it it threw out a whole bunch of flights with Delta, and I was I wasn't able to fly out. So this is my second attempt going down here. I don't know if you remember the, uh, Atlanta's. Uh, Airport was uh, shut down for like a whole weekend. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. I that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like the first time I think in its history it had ever ever been shut down because that place never closes. I think that's. I kind couldn't of... get a flight out, so yeah, I had shot a video and they did the video on stage for me, and a lot of people couldn't make it down. It was kind of it was horrible. So, but it's cool. I'm going this year, so. I'm really curious about Seattle. Like Kim, you mentioned Seattle. I mean, Seattle has Microsoft. They've got Amazon. They've got Nintendo. They have a bunch of huge kind of tech companies there. And I mean, I've, I've visited Seattle once. It was, I mean, it was years ago. I was in college when I visited and I really liked it. I like going to Pike place market. I saw the space needle I thought downtown was really nice. I mean, this was, Jesus, this was like 2002 or something like that. So I mean, things probably have, 
have changed a lot since then, but I remember really liking the city. And I mean, even people that I've talked to, you know, since then, other designers, it just sounds like Seattle has a really interesting and quirky design culture, like similar to Portland, but not as expensive, I guess. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious about Seattle. I would like to I would like to to try it out. I mean, it's it's so far geographically from <laughs> from Atlanta. It feels like it would be a big departure, but I'm I'm super interested in checking out Seattle. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, Seattle even has like a design district, I think. I don't know. I don't know if Atlanta has a design district or not. Do you find and this is, you know, kind of a quest for everyone, in each of your cities are there like specific like design enclaves or or creative enclaves like that? Uh, I think in Atlanta there there's like a cheesy group of developers that tried to make the west side design district happen but really that's west midtown and it's just a bunch of small shops and it's really cute and there's octane over there but i think everyone's just trying to hug the belt line now and get in on that sweet cool west coast thinking in those spaces like every little design agency everyone's going to pont city market and uh that's personally not my style i prefer like a nice junky warehouse with just shit on the walls like (laughs) artists i need like a skate ramp in there like a practice space for musicians that's where i'd be happy like vines growing out the window like like, a little bit like the goat farm like some barren extra back spaces at the goat farm we we have a place here called the goat i think it's actually i think goats are actually there right yeah goats and chickens and i think a mule but i (laughs) know it's a metal mule it's a it's a metal sculpture of a mule sorry i'm from a farm i'm weird I don't know. That makes me want to consider different design cities. It sounds pretty cool. <laughs> design. Um, we have a few pockets. You know, we have a. We're a small town. I mean, it's not. I don't know what the population is. It's like forty thousand something. Um, you know, we have a downtown area that's going to be where all the agencies are. Um, it's kind of a hot spot if you're going to do any um, big time work. That's where you're going to want to be. Um, we also have a cannery district, which kind of reminded me of what you were talking about with kind of uh, warehouse. They, it's a, a trend here to um, convert, what are those, grain elevators into office spaces and things like that. So it's it's pretty cool. You know, those ah. are kind of an up and up um, trend coming, you know, and, and that's where I would go if I were to pick a place. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there's a few pockets. I wouldn't say they're huge, but they're you just want to be in the downtown area. I want to say the same thing, downtown area. We've got, like, these sections of coffee shops you know we got the Cavs, lebron and stuff so downtown has a lot to offer um rock and roll uh museum you know we got a lot of museums and you know cool spaces so they're kind of trying to build it up so i'm in the trenches though so i'm trying to, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get these youth to 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 raise their awareness to let them know the opportunities and the options they have that's the that's the overall issue. I mean, these guys wait for college. I think it's going to be too late. So, Is there something that you would want in your city that you think would make it easier for designers? Great question. That's it's kind of hard. <laughs> you know, one of the big ones that comes to mind actually is the struggle that I'm currently having. Um, if you don't mind me jumping in, um, I would say a lot of the the creative temp agencies. I don't know how much you guys have had experience with that, but that was a huge resource for me when I lived in Denver. Um, As you guys probably know and can relate, um, freelance with freelance comes the ebbs and the flows of the feast or famine um, workflow, right? And um, as much as I try to make it an even even thing, there's times of quiet, you know, and and all of a sudden I'm like, I need some work. Um, And you have to be local to get those. Like Seattle's got a big one. That's the one that I mentioned earlier, Denver. Um, 
I can't can't recall their names right now, but that's a big one. Um, just people that kind of work with creative types to place them on temporary jobs or consulting. I can't speak a lot about this, but I have uh, some mutual friends on the uh, forefront of really fighting for grant money that uh, right. big companies are uh, have the most control over the money and uh, grassroots guys aren't able to even touch the grants at all or not get enough grant money so it's been a lot of open discussions and panels and it's just been going back and forth um, trying to get uh, access to this money and get the opportunities that the big like rock and roll hall of fame has and you know the the stadium so this is the one thing that they've been really pounding like having discussions with these different organizations trying to get access to this grant money so i i definitely know that in atlanta there's there's really an interesting divide in the creative community about where people work and a lot of agencies here, like traditional ad marketing agencies, a lot are satellite offices of different companies based in other cities. Like uh, there's the Razorfishes and uh, J. Walter Thompson's, but there's also a lot of homegrown places. Uh, like mm-hmm. there's like Sun and Sons, Iconologic, these really wonderful tiny brand houses that do good. And then you have these uh, big startup companies that value design and really give back to their community. I think MailChimp has done so much for Atlanta uh, in sponsoring like events, local education, uh, small businesses. I think I'd like to see more of those. MailChimp's been holding the, the banner pretty high. You know, there's like Cabbage and Calendly and a few other places, but we're currently in a fight to get Amazon to come to Atlanta uh, against Denver, actually. And th- there was talk that they may not pick Atlanta because our transit is a nightmare, which that's something you got to deal with in Atlanta. But yeah, uh, if if Amazon would like to choose to come down, uh, I, th- I think it, Atlanta would be a really wonderful city to welcome them. And, and if a lot of other big tech companies would like to come too, I think that would really, really help us and really gauge Atlanta on the map for being like a, a city with a lot of creative talent that needs a vehicle to be put into uh, that, that can really do some good for both a big company and their local community. Yeah, I agree with that about needing to bridge that uh, kind of bridge that gap. I know when, you know, back when I was really working in the in the industry here in town, it just felt like there was this big disconnect between these the larger companies, the smaller agencies. And even I think for people that were just kind of I wouldn't say like super seasoned, but maybe they have like about three or four years in the game. It was yeah. it was just really hard to try to find a good place. I mean, you you didn't have businesses that really valued design um, right. aesthetically. They kind of valued it more as a commodity, and oftentimes yes. that would be to the detriment of even of not even knowing what it is that you do. Like you could be a web designer, but then they want you to interview for a network technician, you know, position or something like that because the recruiters think that oh, it's all <laughs> web and technology. You all do the same thing when it's totally different, but. I feel like that is starting to change, certainly as more – I think once uh, once we got a SCAD campus here, I feel like that's yeah. starting to change the tide a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's You hit it right on the head. Uh, I think this applies to all southern cities and, and definitely probably some midwestern cities too, places, places that are not um, defined by, by the dominant coastal 
towns that are that are full of places that really value design and have a rich history of design. Um, it, Atlanta's just a big business hub. All kinds of business, uh, like like Jamal was saying, PricewaterhouseCooper, uh, Boston Consulting Group, like a, a lot of places, and they just they haven't. It's not that they don't care. They definitely know that it's there. I, it's just that these companies haven't been educated on what design can offer them and what our community can give back to them in tenfold. Um, it's and I think you know companies like IBM embrace design as this beautiful chorus to success and good business. Like good design equals good business is their motto. Uh, but I I think that is part and part on us as well. Uh, like like Jamal was saying, like you you have to give back, you have to educate, and you got to be loud. You have to say we're here. Uh, here's what we can offer you. You know, we're this isn't New York. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the South or wherever we're at. And so we we know you and we're locals. Uh, but this this is why design and creative thinking, not just design, can help you in your business. So it, I, and I'm glad to see Atlanta changing that way most recently in the past few years it's it's definitely been on an uptick you know you bring that up and it's it's dead on i, I almost wonder how much of that's an industry trend um because mm, we, we yeah. certainly see it here in, in bozeman um it's it's th- that value you know trying to convince and and i think community definitely helps with that which is one of the other things i probably should have added with you know bozeman it it doesn't have a real like national community you know establishment mm. i know that there has been various attempts from two of the schools one in missoula and one in bozeman to um connect with the AI- aiga was one that i know that they've been trying to get here and i i don't know why it hasn't but um oh my gosh i tell you <laughs> you're um, <laughs> you're always fighting people that are willing to work for free somebody you know and it's hard to convince people um or not to educate, that's that's an excellent word on the value, you know, that's added with working with a professional designer and, um, you know, that there's a lot to it. This can kind of, I guess, uh, bridge into another question, but, you know, we're, we're all talking about kind of the importance of sort of showing the business community the value of design. Um, do you find that that's something that, with the work that you're doing in Cleveland, that's helping? Yes. Uh they don't really have a choice because I make so much noise like he was saying I was saying it's kind of funny uh, so uh, just putting out a lot of content so uh, <clears throat> I don't know if a lot of designers do that so it seems like I'm always working because I'm always putting out a lot of content um, and just letting people know that I'm a consultant because there were some other consultants but they don't kind of this is the thing it's a lot of people everybody that I meet are unique. I meet guys who have cool stories, they're cool illustrators, or, you know, their father had these connections, and but people don't put out no content to let the, let the businesses know that these guys are out here. So that's the only difference. The only difference I did was I just documented everything I've done and showed it. That's what I landed on the news. This is why I got the attention I got. So um, I just want other people to just kind of spread, spread the word on how cool they are. That's pretty much it, I guess. And now here's something, I guess, you know, as a final question for everyone. Um, Of course, we all have, you know, different routes that are are kind of keeping us where we're at geographically. But when you look at, you know, just your design career and the community that's around you, what is it that makes you stay where you're at? I guess because I was, this is my hometown. Um, I'm in a a position of being a mentor that kind of put me in the position of a leadership role 
And um, it's just been my duty to uh, help the youth, help the community, help raise awareness on these on these places that have lack of uh, opportunities. And, you know, this lack of opportunity leads to frustration. All this frustration leads to a lot of crime, drugs, um, <clears throat> bad attitudes, violence, all of this type of stuff. So I feel like, you know, one of my main things is I feel like design is a, a weapon for social change. And <clears throat> giving these guys this outlook that they can, you know, do things can. I'm just trying to, you know, help prevent a lot of this lack of opportunity just plaguing my, my, my community as it is. Like, you know, so you know, guys got low test scores. Guys are uh, the discipline and disproportionate. Discipline, you know, the discipline is disproportionate on, on all kind of levels and. You know, I just want to help out as much as I can where I'm at, you know, and if I see a lot of leeway here, I'll move on to other places. You know, I just want to spread the word. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's that, that's an absolutely wonderful reason to stay. And I, I, I definitely can echo some similar sentiments to that, um, the, the mentorship aspect and knowing a community that you've been in for a while is a very powerful gravitation. And I, I definitely feel that with Atlanta, um, a, a lot with the young independent designer groups here and, and just the possibilities. It, it, you can do anything you want once you have your community. If, if you, no matter what path you want to take, if you really just, if you want to help other designers or if you would just want to be entrepreneurial and go start something or if, or if you just want to design restaurants your entire life I, I think absolutely once you have like even if it's just five good friends or two good friends or just one good friend or somebody that you see is being successful like that that, that keeps you going it keeps it keeps the hunger alive in you for wanting to practice well and practice as a content person and, and being wholesome in that practice too so uh, that that's what keeps me in Atlanta. Uh, it really there's no, there's no other place like it. I'm I'm sure it would be fun in New York, but uh, it it's just a lot that I've that I've helped build and seen build here around me. That is it makes me warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, it's that community word that's come up again, and, and that's a huge one for me as well. It's an intimate relationship that I have established with a lot of the design community here. Um, you know, and respect and, and, you know, trust. And, and that takes a while to build. So um, that's that's one of the main things that keeps me here. And um, lifestyle, you know, Bozeman's kind of an outdoor lifestyle, and, and that's always <laughs> great, too. So, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, for me, I think it's, it's you know, that combination of the lifestyle. I've, I've been here for so long, I'm sort of used to it. <laughs> and also, I mean, I've traveled other places and I mean, I've even worked in some other places for extended amount of time. And I always just find myself coming back here because it just feels like home. It's always felt like this is a place where I need to sort of, uh, I don't want to say prove myself. That kind of, I guess that's kind of a good way to put it. But uh, just in terms of the design work that I'm doing, I mean, this community has certainly changed so much since when I first came here and I feel like it's, it's continuing to change through the efforts of, of a lot of organizations and people that are really kind of pushing the envelope forward on how design is viewed and, and celebrated really. 
um, in this city. I'm, I'm really grateful to see how much change has come, come about in such a fairly short amount of time. And so to hopefully see more is, is what kind of makes me want to stay, you know, seeing what opportunities could come based on kind of our increased awareness of design. So does anybody, you know, kind of get our, our final thoughts here? You know, does anyone have any sort of final words they want to say about, you know, any kind of work that they're doing or something like that? It's your opportunity to kind of just let our audience know more about you, where they can find you, things like that. Uh, you can find me at uh, my website is jworking.com. That's J-A-Y-W-O-R-K-I-N-G. And I'm on Instagram at jworking. My YouTube channel is jworking. I would uh, like for everybody to check my YouTube channel out. You can kind of see a lot of stuff that I'm doing in the community with the youth. Um, you can kind of see a lot of stuff that I'm teaching them, uh, talking about social responsibility, monetizing their channels, learning Photoshop, um, video, and all of that stuff. Um, I just feel like uh, the role of a designer should shift and change into more of a social responsible role and uh, just helping you know, youth and guiding them into becoming leaderships in the society, in our society. That's just my, my overall message. Um, I see a lot of guys is just more of just kind of selling stuff. You know, I think we kind of get into that role. We providing a service, but I think that guys should come and uh, help and manner and point these guys into you know the cool stuff that we can do now. So, I, I can be found actually online at um, KG Creative with an 8 instead of an A dot com. So it's K-G-C-R-E, the number 8, T-I-V-E, <laughs> um, dot com. And kind of, you know, working on a bunch of stuff. Been doing more photography lately, um, which I do love. It's kind of a complimentary thing to being behind the computer. It gets me away and um, kind of allows me to explore life through a lens. So I've been doing a ton of that um, lately, as well as retail um, packaging and, and projects like that, um, primarily through agencies right now. Um, just kind of a behind-the-scenes designer, which I love to be. Um, I can also be found on Instagram at, at, at kgcreative.com or at kgcreative. Uh, yeah, uh, I can be found at studiowade.com, and uh, Wade's my middle name, <laughs> Richard Wade Morgan. And uh, I, throughout Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Studio Wade. And uh, if there was something I could point people toward, um, I currently make America gay again with makeamericagayagain.co. And I make shiny, rainbow, prismatic, obnoxiously gay hats that say Make America Gay Again. And I sell them and give all the profits to a local homeless queer youth organization in town here called Lost and Found Youth. And their website is lnfy.org. And if anyone would love to just give a donation there, that would warm my heart. And we were going to be having our next round of hats online within the next month here. So, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for your input. Uh, I'm glad we could talk about Design Cities, kind of chop it up a bit. And it's good to kind of see what each of you are doing in each of your respective cities. And hopefully for people that are listening, they can, you know, learn about them and hopefully get some more information and check them out. Thank you to XYZ Type, as always, for sponsoring our transcripts. You can find them at XYZtype.com. And visit us at workingfile.co to listen to this episode as well as all the others. And leave us a great review on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Working File. Working File.